Welcome to the Catholic Sobriety Podcast, the go-to resource for women seeking to have a deeper understanding of the role alcohol plays in their lives, women who are looking to drink less or not at all for any reason. I am your host, Christy Walker. I'm a wife, mom, and a joy-filled Catholic, and I am the Catholic Sobriety Coach, and I am so glad you're here. Well, welcome everyone. So in today's episode, I am going to explore the differences between sobriety and recovery. Now, a lot of times those two words are used interchangeably. Certainly, you cannot have recovery without sobriety, but you can have sobriety without recovery. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. So as a woman in recovery and a Catholic life coach, I feel very strongly about helping women who are both in recovery from addiction and those who are looking to get sober for any reason. The recovery clients that I work with, I generally recommend that they have at least a year sobriety. Of course, that is on a case-by-case basis, but in general, it takes about a year to kind of sift through all the things and all the firsts before a woman is ready for coaching. And coaching is different than counseling in the way that coaching is for someone who is in a pretty good place, but feeling stuck and has obstacles that they want removed, or they need a step-by-step process to achieve the goals or the vision that they have for their life. Counseling is actually dealing with past issues, past trauma, maybe getting really clear about why a person chose to drink in the first place and how it became an addiction. That is not something that I do. I do coaching. So I'm there to help you move forward, and attain the vision for your life. I also help women who are looking to get sober for any reason. There's a variety of reasons that people want to get sober. One of the main ones and most important ones is your health. So we get a lot of messaging going on about how Alcohol helps us cope with motherhood or relieve anxiety or sleep better or it's good for your heart or all these other things. So there's all these messages that we've been given. And the reality is, you know, I personally quit drinking because if I didn't, I would not be a functional human being because I had an addiction. But that is not the case for many of the women I work with. Many of them do not necessarily have an addiction, but they need to get sober because they realize or they want to stop drinking, decrease the amount of alcohol that they're consuming or eliminate it altogether because they know that alcohol is not serving them anymore. They find that those nightly glasses of wine or whatever alcohol they're drinking are actually adding to their anxiety. They're actually making it so that they're getting even worse sleep than they would if they hadn't had consumed alcohol in the first place. 
Many of my clients and other people report that their 3 a.m. wakings that they thought meant that they had insomnia actually went away when they stopped drinking because they realized the alcohol wakes you up, it disrupts your REM sleep and all these other things. So when they quit drinking, they actually got better sleep. Alcohol also increases our cancer risk for seven different types of cancer, including breast cancer. Let that sink in. So there is just a lot of reasons. It doesn't help anxiety. It's actually shown to increase anxiety. Um, It may calm you in a moment, but, you know, it's not going to last. There's even a term called hangxiety, which is like the the anxiety related to a hangover, which can stick around for days. Those are some health reasons that people want to get sober. So as I was saying, sobriety is necessary for recovery, but recovery is not necessary for sobriety. So let's talk about sobriety first. Some people, including some of my clients, do not like to use the word sobriety or to say that they are a sober person per se, because that has a little bit of a stigma to it, to where if you say that I'm sober or I've been sober X amount of days, people will just assume that you had an addiction to a substance like alcohol. But sobriety really just means abstinence from, so you're not partaking in it. So some people will say that they are getting sober curious, which means that they're trying to just kind of get some awareness around their drinking, how they drink, why they drink, what they drink, anything that kind of triggers their drinking. Living an alcohol-free lifestyle is something that people will say. They'll call themselves a non-drinker, or they won't even say anything at all about it. And it doesn't really matter what label you want to use or if you don't want to use a label. I do have a podcast episode uh, about labels, and it's called Why I Call Myself a Recovering Alcoholic, But You Don't Have To. So you can go to that podcast episode and listen to find out more about my thoughts on labels. So there is definitely a spectrum of drinking, and everyone responds differently to alcohol and their relationship with alcohol. You also do not have to hit rock bottom to realize that maybe you have a unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Like maybe it's not serving you anymore. Maybe it has turned into something that you used to do just, you know, every once in a while to unwind or for enjoyment. And now you find that you are constantly chasing the buzz or nursing a hangover. And you know that that is not the life that God intended for you. So if you're wondering if your alcohol consumption is at a point where you need to examine it and maybe look at either decreasing or eliminating the alcohol you consume, the first thing I would do is to ask you, is the drinking the focus of your life? Is it difficult to imagine events, 
vacations, or even evenings after you put the kids to bed without alcohol? Like, what feelings come up in your body? What thoughts are you having that are creating those feelings? If you find it difficult to imagine that, to imagine events, vacations, evenings, whatever, without alcohol, then it may be time to re-examine your relationship with alcohol. It may not be serving you. So think about your relationship with alcohol like a relationship gone bad, right? At first, the relationship is fun and you have, you know, a good sense of who you are and where you're going, but you're just enjoying your time with this person. And then slowly you become dependent on this person. Like, why isn't he calling me? Why isn't he texting me? Did I say something that made him mad? You know, you have all these things that come up as this bad relationship progresses. You find yourself not enhanced by this person, but instead dependent on this person. And that is what can happen with alcohol. Like you're having fun with it. You feel like you have control over it. Um, and all of these things, but the addictive properties of alcohol change your brain the more you consume. So alcohol is addictive to everyone, okay? You don't have to be an addict or consider yourself an addict to become addicted to alcohol. Okay, look, I know that's not what you wanted to hear, but hear me out. If you keep drinking the way that you're drinking now and it continues to escalate, it can turn into a problem. But the good news, and there is such good, great news, that if you bring awareness, get some awareness around your drinking, you start experimenting with either cutting back or eliminating alcohol altogether and getting sober even if you don't want to use that word, abstaining from alcohol, you will be able to break that habit. And you're also going to be able to assess whether or not alcohol is serving you. So if you even have like a tiny little voice inside your head that is wondering, do I have a drinking problem? Am I drinking too much? Should I stop drinking altogether. If you have any of those thoughts at all, I would suggest grabbing my free resource. It's called Drink Less or Not at All, A Catholic Guide to Freedom. I'm going to have the link in the show notes for you. And it has tools, some of the same tools that I use with my clients who are looking to get sober for any reason whatsoever. It doesn't even have to mean that they have a disordered attachment to alcohol. It could be for health reasons, as I discussed earlier in the podcast. Whatever your reason, you know, Lent is coming up. If you're listening to this as I'm publishing it in February of 2023, Lent is starting on the 22nd of February. Grab this guide and get curious about your drinking. I have questions in there. I have a habit tracker. Tracker. I have um, just a bunch of really great stuff. So grab that and um, yeah, get curious about your drinking. And you know, you don't have to say that you're getting sober. You can just say, "I'm trying out not drinking for a while," and I'm gonna see how it goes. So. 
All right, now let's move on to recovery. So remember at the top of the show, I said you can have sobriety without recovery, but you can't have recovery without sobriety. So what I mean by that is people who do struggle with addiction can sometimes maintain periods of being sober, of not drinking. Sometimes they can go for really long stretches, like up to a year or more, but then for whatever reason, they find themselves turning back to the drink, okay? Psychology Today says these individuals may be staying away from alcohol, but they are not treating the underlying issues that led to their drinking in the first place that developed as their alcoholism progressed, okay? So this is what I mean. You can stop drinking, but if you're not working a program, if you have an addiction and you're not working a program, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's AA. I don't care if it's, you know, through coaching or um, through a treatment center or with a counselor. But what happens is if we're not treating the underlying issues and then making amends and learning how to feel our feelings and deal with life without alcohol, we will just return back to the drink. If we stop drinking, but we continue living our life exactly the same way, then we're going to end up, first of all, resenting the fact that we aren't drinking. So like what I did when I first got sober, I went to the treatment program at Kaiser. I put myself in outpatient treatment for alcohol addiction. But I did not change anything about my life. I still went to the bars every weekend. I still hung out with exactly the same people. People still came over to my house with my roommate and drank. And I was I was super resentful. Like I the whole time I didn't have fun. I was just thinking about how they were all drinking and they were all having fun. And here I was having a Coke or watered down O'Doul's and just being miserable, okay? So part of recovery is learning how to change our habits and what we do. So when I was in AA, they talked about changing, you know, you might have to let go of friendships, which I did. You might have to stop doing things that you've always done, which I did. I stopped going to the bars, even though I like to go and dance, like line dance and stuff, Back in the day, I had to stop doing that. And that helped me develop habits and find other things to do instead of what I was doing. And so I didn't just sit there glaring at everyone who was drinking. I actually was going to AA and um, associating with other people who were in recovery. I was focused on prioritizing my recovery and making sure that I worked my steps, which for me was invaluable because there wasn't a lot of options back then that there are now for getting sober. I'm very grateful for AA. Um, I didn't stay in AA long after a year or so, but honestly, the 12 steps laid the foundation for my recovery and I am eternally grateful for it. One thing to note is that recovery is not a cure. So when I say I am a recovering alcoholic, people are like, but you've been in recovery for 25 years, okay? 
which is true. I've been, it's going to be 26 years here next week, but I still consider myself recovering alcoholic because recovery is more like being in remission than a cure. So being in recovery has given me freedoms from cravings. I do not feel powerless against alcohol. If I drink it, that's a whole nother story. But as long as I can maintain my abstinence from alcohol, I'm good. Like I am not powerless. I am very powerful. And I've been able to maintain that for a very long time. Um, I do not have a fixation on on the substance. If people around me are drinking, I don't glare at them anymore. (laughs) I honestly don't care what people are drinking. If they're drinking, I pay no attention, honestly. Um, I've been able through my recovery to get really clear on what the underlying issues were that resulted in my drinking, but not just the reason that I drank. But the fact that I kept drinking, like what also kept me drinking was that shame and regret and the poor choices and decisions that I made when I was drinking. So I'm not cured in the way that I can go and have a drink and be fine. Okay. I am still an addict if I drink. As long as I stay away from it, I'm good. I'm in remission and I am recovering. Sometimes people say they're recovered. You know, I don't really have an attachment one way or the other. I like saying that I am a recovering alcoholic because to me, I mean, and I don't just go around telling people that I'm not like, hi, I'm Christy. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Like everywhere I go, I'm sparse in who I tell that to in different situations although I'm telling all of you on this podcast, you all know. But um, yeah, so that just reinforces to me how serious my disordered attachment is to alcohol. And it also um, explains to other people how serious my disordered attachment to alcohol is. So they won't ask me. Sometimes they act a little weird, but I honestly don't mind. I'm super used to it and it doesn't bother me at all because I understand that there is a stigma. It's so funny because there's a stigma around not drinking and there's not really that same stigma around people that drink. I just think it's a little backwards, but it's probably my my worldview, my recovery worldview that makes it makes me think that. So, for recovery, There are four things that I guess you could call them pillars of recovery. So there's awareness, the awareness around your drinking. There's the acceptance. I have a drinking problem and I need to get some help. There is a willingness to change. That's a big one. That's a huge one. You have to be willing to change. And then the fourth one is integrating a lifestyle of sobriety. So I heard somebody, or I saw on Instagram, somebody that was not very happy because they heard another person, another sober account say that recovery, oh, I'm sorry, that relapse is part of recovery. So I do think that that relapse can be part of recovery. Relapse was part of my recovery. I um, stopped drinking. I got sober 
But then after 90 days, I went back out drinking. And I know so many people who have had many years of successful sobriety who start started and stopped and had many day ones before they finally got sober for good and actually started working their recovery. So I believe that nothing is wasted. Like God wastes nothing. So every single time that someone starts and stop, they're a little bit better for it. There's more awareness around their drinking. They can't just go back out drinking, being carefree, because they know what it's like to be sober, to not drink. And eventually, if they have the willingness and they just keep trying, never give up, always keep trying again and again and again, because I promise you, God will use that and use everything from that journey when you are finally in a place to work your recovery. So that is why I personally believe that relapse is part of recovery. Now, there are some people that will, you know, get sober and then they'll be counting their days and then they may have a drink and it could last a day or two and then they go back to being sober. And so what they do is they just take out those drinking days from the number of days. For me, that wouldn't work. Like I'm kind of a purist for myself personally. Um, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like my brain would not function <laughs> well. I need to know like I from this day forward, I have not had a drop of alcohol like that, the type of thing that my brain needs. But my brain does not work like everybody else's brain. And so there are people who will say I have 50 days sober, but maybe they really um, started their sobriety or, or this journey of recovery 60 days before, but they've had 10 days scattered in there when they actually have consumed alcohol. So if the person is talking about those relapses being part of recovery, you know, that might be what they're talking about. But I do feel like nothing, or I do know that nothing is wasted. So if you relapse, I don't want you to give up and think you're never going to do it. And there's something wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. Alcohol is an addictive substance. It will make anybody addicted. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with you. It's just how the alcohol affects your brain and just keep trying, just keep going. I promise you, if you keep going and you reach out for help and you work a program, there is freedom on the other side. Okay, so that was a lot. That was a lot. Thank you for sticking with me. So just to summarize, this is not my definition. I found this from the Discovering Alcoholic website. It says that the difference between sobriety and recovery is sobriety is a state and recovery is a process. Okay. So sobriety is a state. Sobriety means we're abstaining from alcohol. There's no alcohol entering our bodies, but recovery is a process. I am sure this isn't a one and done episode. I will probably examine this in the future, sobriety and recovery, maybe relapse as well. Uh, with a guest and maybe just myself. So I hope that you will subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes like this. 
Well, that does it for this episode of the Catholic Sobriety Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would invite you to share it with a friend who might also get value from it as well. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I am the Catholic Sobriety Coach, and if you would like to learn how to work with me or learn more about the coaching that I offer, visit my website, thecatholicsobrietycoach.com. Follow me on Instagram at thecatholicsobrietycoach. I look forward to speaking to you next time, and remember, I am here for you, I am praying for you, you are not alone.